right, so let's talk about what we were supposed to talk about there. I know we've been talking about humility. Uh, we talked about humility last week. And if the Lord so allows, we'll come back to that next week if he allows. Uh, so it's meditating. And the Lord said uh, he wanted to talk about it was a lot of situations that's happened this week. And when I hear stuff, uh, uh, and I was like, I heard, this is, it just kept popping up. This you know, being filled with the spirit, speaking in tongues. The whole week it was just popping up. I was having conversations with people and we were talking about it. Uh, and then my wife was having conversations. She was talking about it. And I had already had on a list for basic, uh, back to the basics to talk about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit said, well, we're going to talk about me on Sunday. So let's see what the Holy Spirit has for us to talk about. And again, when we, the things that we talk about in the kingdom, it, 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 it takes faith lenses. So I respect the fact that some of you don't have faith lenses. I respect the fact that some of you are in the natural. And as we talked about in the 915 class, the natural man, uh, and that's the natural man is a person without the spirit, without being led by the spirit. Uh, the natural man, first, first Corinthians two fourteen, doesn't understand the things of God nor can he discern them. It's hard for him to process or them to process because they're spiritually discerned. And as the scripture says, it's, um, it's foolishness. That doesn't make sense. Or you may get uh, responses like, I don't believe that. Well, if, uh, you know, and, and if you ever hear, get a response from me and I go, well, that's understandable. I'm not putting you down. I'm dealing in reality and I'm dealing in a spiritual maturity. So what I'm saying is it's understandable because you're in the flesh. You live in the flesh. You play off the flesh. You're your own guide. And you're your own guide, and you're in denial of the destruction that you're causing yourself. Not, not see, again, that's not a put down. That's, that's actually fact. That's not conjecture. That's not speculation. That's actually fact. You know what I'm saying? So here you're being offered something to, which is outside of your control, outside of what you see, and it just takes faith. So what you're going to hear today is, is, is uh, um, it's going to take faith to really grasp it all. But the atmosphere will change. When the atmosphere will change, it's going to feel uncomfortable. The flesh is going to be like, uh-oh. The mind is going to be like, Does I, what's going on? Or, or I don't believe that. And, and, and that's like a, that's a shift taking place. Uh, I was in a service some years ago. And I had never been to this type of church, so it was a Pentecostal church. And I'm in there, and they was praying, you know. And then they, you know, uh, it's something that that they believe in, uh, tarrying for the holy for the Holy Ghost. Now they 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 pulled it from a scripture that says when Jesus told the disciples, we'll read it here in a little bit. He says, "Tarry in Jerusalem for the Holy Ghost." Tarry means to wait. So at that time, he said, "Wait for the Holy Ghost." He the holy the 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 uh, outpouring of the Holy Spirit happened at that time but God ain't God ain't just showing up he already did it the Holy Spirit is present we just need to attach our faith to it you understand what I'm saying so so they had me praying and t- what you call tearing I, I ain't know and I wasn't listen I ain't never been in no service like that so and I was in uh, I wasn't in Newark I was in Plainfield New Jersey uh, but I still Newark Plainfield I was like listen y'all can, y'all can pray all day in here I'm not letting go this is what I was saying to myself. I ain't said it to them, but I was like, man, why don't these people just leave me alone? Go away, go away. On the, on, the, on the inside. On the outside, I was like, what in the world's going on here? But I felt like on the inside of me, like I needed to throw something up. Like it was something in me, but I, but I felt like if I let it go, I was going to explode. My whole body was going to explode. And see, I'm, I was used to being in control, like some of us here in the room. I, I, I didn't do anything where I wasn't in control or I couldn't control it with my mind. If I can't control it with my mind, I couldn't control it physically, then I'm not doing it. You know, I'm not, that was my trouble with swimming. I couldn't hold on to nothing. So I would sink all the time. And I couldn't float. You hear me? I couldn't float. Now, y'all think I'm talking about swimming, but I was struggling with that in life too. I couldn't float. You know, and the thing about floating is you're letting go on water. It does, actually, floating is foolishness. Right? Because it doesn't make sense. Does it? I mean, your water. Now, we ain't talking about a solid. We're not talking about cement or solid surface. And then the way you really know how to swim is let go. But the way you know how to swim in the spirit, guess what? Is let go. Right? But it's hard. It's hard, right? And it was hard for me. So 
Mind you, I finally said, man, these people ain't going to leave me alone after about two hours of praying. And uh, so I let go. And my tongue started going 100 miles. I said, whoa, what's going on? Now, it wasn't me. It definitely wasn't me. I was like, okay, I don't know what this is. So, so then uh, after I did all that, we got up and the guy said, now that we got everybody prayed in, we can have service. So I'm saying these people held up service for two hours for me. And so I talked to somebody. They said, well, that's your prayer language. And you want to uh, pray in that all the time. The person I talked to, I didn't, I didn't think is credible. So I was like, because they said they got, they happened to them while I was watching TV. Now, mind you, I'm, I'm Newark, New Jersey, man. I'm not, I'm not I'm the hood. I, I'm like, this stuff makes, I wasn't going to church. This stuff don't make no sense to me. I was like, yeah, right. Well, whatever. I ain't, whatever. But the trip is, I, it always went in my, it was always went through my head. You know, prayer in your prayer language. Practice your prayer language. But I still, you know, I still, I said I didn't believe the person, but I still heard them. And a lot of times, you know, because I was just growing in the Lord, I was a new Christian, and I'd be in worship, because I, I wasn't listening to worship before, I was listening to worldly music. Listen to worship, and an uh, unction would come up, and I would pray in that language. It would just come out. I'd be walking down the street, you know, in Plainfield, New Jersey. And, um, and so, so then I had this, I said, okay, I got to learn some things. And, uh, we're going to find out some things that I learned. Because a lot of times we just dismiss things that we don't know because we're either fearful, we're uncomfortable, or we don't really want to know because, okay, is this something I can control? Kalina, can I control this? Okay, then I'll do it. If I can't control it, if I'm not in control, if I can't keep my cool points, my style points on my ego, I'm not doing it. If it doesn't edify my intellect, I'm not doing it. You said, there's a possibility I'm going to look foolish? Oh, well, we're definitely not doing that, right? And, and we're cheating ourselves from the things that God has given us to benefit us as a resource. We're not maximizing the full benefit of, of why Christ even died, which we'll find out here today. All right, so uh, the title, of course, is Mysteries Revealed, uh, Being Filled with the Holy Spirit. So let's talk about the role of the Holy Spirit. You know, yeah, you, you've heard Holy Spirit. If you went to a Catholic church, they talked about the Holy Spirit, right? Holy Spirit is discussed. It's just how he's considered, just like Jesus. Uh, I grew up in, a, in, I told you, in Newark, so it was a lot of nation of Islam. Well, I just say nation of Islam is not necessarily recognized in Arabic countries, in some of these countries. You know, that's something that was started over here, but is the, you know, all, all the other 24 different Muslims don't necessarily recognize the nation of Islam, put it that way. All right, so, but that was, you know, coach, people, they had masjids, Newark is masjid everywhere, it's a masjid, that's where they go to pray and to worship and stuff. And so, but guess what? Even the Quran, because I grew up around this stuff, they didn't even talk about Jesus. Jesus is actually in the Quran. It's just how he's identified. So the Holy Spirit has been discussed. It's just how he's, uh, he's been identified. Right? All right, okay, so just stay with me, stay with me. All right, so the role of the Holy Spirit. You know, and there are three relationships that God has, uh, that God sustains in our life. It's God, obviously, for us. God is for us. Uh, that's the number one thing that guarantees our success, right? God is for us. So in our life, you know, uh, what do we, what do we say around here? God loves us. Am I know? And it's what? His plan is always, always better than ours, right? And God with us. So God for us, God with us, the, the, the God for us gives us, uh, guarantees our success. God with us gives us assurance that we have uh, better promises. God with us gives us assurance, right? Um, and then um, uh, God in us, all right? God for us, God with us, and God in us, right? And so, so, so the, how, how does the Holy Spirit fit in? It's the Holy Spirit who recreates the sinner's spirit and makes him a new creature in Christ. So we have this, 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 this world God created, and he was in fellowship with man. Created man, he just didn't create man just to, you know, like an animal. He created man, like, like realize this, God, is, God doesn't just have love, God is love. The number one attribute of love is giving, like you, you have to give it. 
And so God was filled up with so much love, uh, he created Jesus, he created the Holy Spirit, but he still has so much love, he created man to pour his love into, right? It was just all about, so now to pour love into, man has to receive. Imagine you, some of you love your kids, you love your spouses, you love, you love different people in your life, but if they don't receive that love or if they're hard to it, right? If it's if, 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 if like you almost got to uh, have a, or what do they call those things? A, a, a anvil or what? What was it? Was jackhammer? If you got a jackhammer just to get to their heart, it could be uh, discouraging, right? It could be frustrating. You could be tempted to what? Uh, despair or to quit, right? Uh, thank God, God is not like us, right? All right. So, so, so He created man to love Him. Now, what that, what man did was walk out of His presence. And got tempted by Satan, who was with God, one of his right-hand people of worship, and got had everything, but got overconfident and said, "Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna make myself like God." Well, you see, self is not even present in heaven, so he was cast down like lightning. But while he was here, it was like, "Well, I'm not going down by myself." So, 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 because the Bible says he was the Lucifer was the top worshiper. Just walking through some things, just so we're on the same page. Lucifer was the, he was the top worshiper. Uh, you know, he 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 had third of the angels, and what they did was they worshipped. Uh, Michael was the archangel or the prince of of war, and he had a third of the angels. Uh, Gabriel was the archangel or prince of word or messages and he had a third of the angels lucifer was the archangel or prince of worship so when he got kicked out all his demons fallen angels you know they got kicked out with him so the bible says that john god is seeking worshipers that's us so whose job are we taking who would be jealous mad envious and trying to take us out it's not rocket science all right so I'm sorry, was that sarcastic? No. Okay, all right, just, you know. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's cool, cool. Y'all, y'all, I'm being accountable, so y'all helping me. All right, so, so we have uh, Satan trying to get to us, right? Right? We're designed to be the worshipers. We're in fellowship with God. See, the thing about a worshiper is they create an atmosphere for God. And that atmosphere almost places a demand on him to pour out more love, more blessings, more power, right? It's a strength. Think of how you feel when somebody loves you. You feel like you can do some things that you never did before. You know, when you first get in a relationship, like your whole flow is different. You know, like your whole flow, even if, if, if it's the first relationship in high school, you come to school the next day, you know, like the day before you, how you doing? All right. But you started the relationship. Hey, how you doing? You're talking to everybody. All of a sudden, now you're sociable. Something happens when, when, when you're loved. When things get funky at home, when you, you know, you're high school, whatever, how come everything starts to change in your life? Because there's a riff at home. Right? Everything starts to get funky. Or if you're like me, you're, 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 you're mad at the world, snapping and cussing everybody out. BC days, BC days, y'all, right? <laughs> right? And so, so, but when everything, when you're in love, right? Ooh. When you're in love, everything, you just feel like you do, do any, boy, I'm going to preach this sermon today. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I'm in love, right? Like, 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 I walk around with a smile for a reason. <laughs> Can't you see why? Right? You understand what I'm saying? Like, so, so that's how God is when we love him. But the difference with God is when God is feeling good, blessings are all over the place. All over the place. It's just, just it pop-ups. Everywhere you go is blessing. Right? Because he inhabits the praises of his people. Right? I, so, 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 so with that in mind, you have... Uh, man that separated themselves from God and uh, so God because he loves us and his number one attribute is given he, had, he still operated in that but the difference between us sometimes and God is 
God can't give less than his best. He almost will give all of himself. So what he did was he gave his only begotten son. That's like something, something that meant everything to him. Right? Now, now that's some love. God so loved. Yeah, y'all read the scripture when I was in there, right? John 3, 16. God so loved. The, look, look, so loved he gave. So love. Every time you see love, think about giving. Because we say, I love you. Really? Are you giving? Are you giving of yourself? Are you laying your life down for your free? Uh, no greater love than this than a man. No greater love than a man has than this. He'll lay down his life for his friend. Love is always about selflessness and giving. It's not about what can you, what can I have? What about me? What about me? What about me? What about me? That's not love, right? All right, so, so God, so love he gave. He said, okay, because the thing is God doesn't, God is not within time. So I watched a movie called uh, uh, An Interview with God. It's on Netflix. This is a pretty good movie. And so the first thing he said, he said, he said, so why are you taking so long, this, that, and the other? He said, see, see, the difference between me and you is I look at time different. He said, you're within time, I'm not. The Bible says in, in, in Isaiah, God sits on the circle of earth. He's outside of time. So the Bible, that's why the Bible says a day is like a thousand years to God. Stay with me. I'm just trying to set the stage for you to understand what we're about to talk about today. And so, so with God, God sits in a position. Like right now, if you got on a roof, you could see this neighborhood, right? Can't see it from where we are right now. But if we got higher, we could see the city, right? If we got it even higher, right, we could see the state. If we got higher, we could see the New Jersey. If we got higher, we could see the California. From, the, from this, this point here and just as high as we can get. We could see the California, but if me and my wife was driving to California, it would take us a couple weeks, right? So you're seeing a couple weeks in a moment of time based on your level of elevation. Does that make sense? I mean, I'm talking about from today. I ain't talking about today. If we get high enough, we can see what it takes two weeks to connect to. So imagine if you're God. You can see years ahead. Why the guy, okay, if he can see everything, why he let that happen? You have choice. I said before you, life and death, blessings and curses. Blessings and curses, choose life. But he's always sending us information, which you'll find out today. Information, because he's looking out here, whoa, you probably don't want to go there. You probably don't want to do that, okay? All right, so, so, so again, now he sees the choice man made, and he can see ahead of where it's going to lead. So he says, down there, I'm, I need to send them a savior to bring them back into fellowship with me so I can pour my love back out on them, right? But the payment for their sins, separation from me, is death. I'm bound by the rules that's already set. Just like the payment for not operating in the law of lift is gravity. Don't fly. Don't operate in aerodynamics. You're going down. Right now, we're all sitting in this room. Nobody's operating aerodynamics, so nobody's floating around the room, right? So, so we don't have to do nothing to experience gravity, right? We have to do something to fly. You have to do nothing to experience sin. You have to do something to experience being in fellowship with God, right? And so with that in mind, God said, I'm going to send uh, a Savior. So, of course, he sent Jesus. And, you know, you read through the Gospels. Jesus came in and showed us how to live the life out. And he told his disciples, we talked about this this morning, hey, I'm, uh, it's expedient that I go. Expedient. It's best that I leave. I got I to get out of here. Because if I don't ascend to a place on the right hand of God, I limit your access to things. Because the goal is for you to live a life of heaven on earth. That was the goal from the beginning. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. You guys divided it by your sin. Now, all you do is make earthly decisions as if heaven doesn't exist. But the goal was for you to enjoy the things of heaven on the earth, on earth as it is in heaven, the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6.10. Right? So he says, so I got to go pay the price for your sin because the payment for sin is death. Just like the payment for not operating aerodynamics is falling. So that's the payment whether I'm God or not. I'm outside of the realm of earth. You have the realm of earth. These are the set principles. Laws are set principles. Gravity is a fixed principle. God doesn't come in and change gravity. God defies gravity, 
He, we going to defy gravity in the last days with glorified bodies, but that's another teaching. Ex you know, we ain't going to do no eschatology right now. But, but God does not come in. If, if I get, my son, uh, my son has been leasing our house for eight years, eight years now. Ten. No, this is eight. Eight going on nine. So, so this is the thing. When we go in town, I remember my brother just said this to me recently. He said, you can't, you ain't stand, where you stand? I said, we stand in this hotel. Oh, you can't stay at your house? I said, it's not my house. It's my son's house. I said, I'm not just, I can't just roll up in his house. It's his house. He pays the lease on it. And ask, he said, we don't just roll. There's a couple times maybe they didn't clean up or something. He's like, well, let's meet at the restaurant. Yeah, I wanted to see how the house looked. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, you know, we gave you a pretty nice house. <laughs> right, Siobhan? <laughs> right? So, so, but that's how God is. God has given us the earth to lease. He just don't be coming in and just doing stuff. But if we give him permission, he can. Like, the son gave us the key. We walked in the house. He walked all in the house. Right? But, hey, when will it be okay for us to, to go to the house? God is saying, when would it be okay for me to pour that blessing down? Right? That's what the Bible says you have not because you ask not. Okay. All right. So with that in mind, Jesus died for our sins. And uh, well, Jesus came and he died, paid the price for our sins. And he said it's expedient that I go. Now, while Jesus was on earth, we talked about this this morning, the disciples was rolling with him. Everything went wonderful. Even whatever came up. Sickness, people got healed. Hungry, people got fed. Right? Storms, they got calmed. People attacking, criticizing, misunderstanding, they got checked. <laughs> right? And, and every, like, he just took care of everything. Right? So imagine you rolling with him. We talked about this morning, right? You rolling with him, you're like, I don't think you want to say that to Jesus. <laughs> okay. You come at him if you want to. You know, demons going off. But yeah, okay. All right. I don't think y'all know who we rolling with. You know, you got a better swag. Me and my son used to play ball together, and um, a lot of people didn't know it was my son. So, because, you know, my son's taller, so they thought we were, like, maybe brothers or, or friends. Somebody hit my son the wrong way? Oh, dad was V-lining, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's, wait, wait, wait. That's a little, I, now, I, I want him to be tough, but you ain't abusing my son. Nobody. None of y'all. <laughs> That's my boy. Like, like, listen, back up. All right, so yeah, I, let me chastise him. Y'all leave my son alone. All right, ain't nobody bother my son. <laughs> but my point there is my son played some phenomenal games, 45, 50, 49. You know who was the point guard? His dad. So he had to worry about nothing. Dad going to draw all attention. Everybody going to try to get dad. Everybody trying to shut dad down. I could just stay over here. Dad! And you hear him the whole, the whole, the whole game. Dad! He's playing the summer pro league. Dad, dad, dad! And, and he just catch, shoot, catch, shoot. He was confident. Why? Dad was there. When Jesus was there, they were confident. Proof is when Jesus said he was leaving, Peter went off. He didn't just go, why? He didn't start crying. He, like, almost rebuked Jesus. Man, you crazy, man. You can't just be leaving. The world needs you. Even if he was saying, we don't want you to go, right? Jesus took him and said, get thee behind me, Satan. You don't savor the things that be of God. You savor the things that be of man. What was he saying? What he was saying is, like, my move is about the world. Your move is about you. Right? So he said he had to go. He said, well, ho, 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 chill out, y'all. Chill, calm down. The disciples, you know, Peter always spoke up. He is like Minister Lamar. You know, Mar Minister Lamar. <laughs> always got, you know, he's going to say something, right? You know, uh, and sometimes Peter did stuff he wasn't supposed to be doing. He cutting off people's ears and stuff like, you know. People going to leave the church. You just, you're bringing your sword out, cutting people's ears off. Like, hey, hey. What'd you say? It's cutting the lights off. Right. All right, so... <laughs> Look, look, see how they blast you? Like, I just said one thing, and that ain't on the road. Y'all something else. All right, so, but the whole point was, uh, he spoke up, 
And Jesus said, and but the other guys was thinking something, thinking the same thing. They just didn't say it. So Jesus said, hey, I won't leave you comfortless. I, this counsel, this wisdom, this ability to see signs, wonders, and miracles. I won't leave you without the ability to have wisdom, advanced knowledge, and signs, wonders, and miracles. I'm going to leave you a comforter. I'm going to leave you a counselor. I'm going to leave you a standby. I'm going to leave you a help. I'm going to leave you a friend, the Holy Spirit. But I got to go so he can come. So right now, Jesus is where? Sitting where? On the right hand of the Father. The central figure in this earth realm right now is the Holy Spirit. As, 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 as a believer, as a Christian, the central, we should have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I wake up in the morning, good morning, Holy Spirit. I get calls from y'all at, at different times. Uh, where, my, where my partner at? I was talking to Tori yesterday. I get called at different times. Hey, speak for me, Holy Spirit. I don't know what people need. Holy Spirit be coming up with some good wisdom. I, uh, who was I talking to? Where are he at? Where are these guys at around here? Uh, I think they're doing security. Uh, They're they, they doing. They're on assignment. But I, I seeing Ray around here. I was talking to Ray. I said, hold on a second, man. I said, I know it sounds. Oh, he's right there. Uh, I, I know it sounds like I'm delaying, but I was, I was taking notes. Because the Holy Spirit's talking. I'm getting information too. Right? All right, so, all right, so, so. Now we had a, had a kind of brought us on the Holy Spirit. Now, who is this Holy Spirit? Or, or, or as indicated in, in, in certain passages, Holy Ghost. Which was a, ghost was, it was a word used for spirit, right? It's a, so, so the Holy Spirit is one, a divine person. Let's go to John 14. John 14. John 14, and we'll just do uh, for time. You can read through the whole thing when you have time. So, niece, if you're listening, that's why I gave you this passage to, 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 to read this morning. Um, John 14, 16, it says, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Because he said, obviously, I'm making you comfort. Look, now look, look, look at the next two words. That he, he is a person, right? May abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth who? Him. But you shall know him, and for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So the Holy Spirit is a, is a, is a, is a person, is a divine person, right? Uh, you know, uh, you could write down uh, John 16, 7 through 14 to study in your own time and Ephesians 4, 30. John 16, 7 through 14, and Ephesians 4.30. Uh, and then the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. And so we, we get all, uh, we can stay, we go to John 16. I guess we're going there anyway. John 16. So, you know, we get all, we get all, uh, okay, which one is God and who's God? And, you know, and the thing is, and, and, and I told you, I gave my little testimony when I was in, uh, coming up and they would send me to Sunday school. That's the, the, the that they messed me up. They should have came with me. Like they wouldn't leave. You know, I, you know, I'm I'm a little kid. I'm going to Sunday school, but the the adults didn't go. So I had nobody ask questions. Nobody to counsel me. So one one week God was God. The next week uh, Jesus was God. Next week Holy Spirit was God. It's like okay, which one? Who's God here? <laughs> then 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 the guy said, I ne- I never forget the words. I know what they mean now. Uh, God is omnipotent. I was like, oh, now it's another. He's another person. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He, he oh, I, man, I'll I just stay with God because y'all confusing me. But Trinity, you hear people say, is the word Trinity in the Bible? Is the word toothpaste in the Bible? Is the word go to the bathroom in the Bible? But I notice we go to the bathroom, we brush our teeth, don't we? You see what I'm saying? Like, sometimes we just be playing games. Is Trinity indicated in the Bible? That's the question you have to ask. So that means, is, is and, and, and let's look at it. I'm, I'm going to get chapter and verse. So we want, I don't want you to take my word for it. Chapter and verse. So, so 16 and verse 13. 16 and verse 13. It says, how be it when, uh-oh, he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you in all truth, for he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that he shall speak, and he will show it you things to come. Now, the first thing I want you to realize is 
This is talking about the Holy Spirit, right? I don't know if, if, if your Bible has red letters, but does it? Some of y'all have red letter Bibles. I know some of y'all looking at your phones, you know. If you have olive tree, the, the olive tree is in red letters too. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you version is. All right, red letters means who's talking? So Jesus is talking about who? About the Holy Spirit, okay. Uh, verse 14, he shall glorify me for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. Now look, verse 15, all things that what? The Father has are mine. So here, Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit and the Father. That's three people, right? All right, all right. so I know that, that might not be enough. So let's go to uh, Matthew 3. Matthew 3. Let's go to Matthew 3. It's just talking about how the Holy Spirit is a divine is, a, is in the Trinity. So Matthew 3, and we'll do uh, verse 13. Matthew 3, 13. It says, Then cometh Jesus, right? Says Jesus, uh, from Galilee uh, to Jordan uh, unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee. And thou cometh to me. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer it to be now. For thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. So basically Jesus was saying, just uh, I'm, I'm superior to you, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to submit to you, right? So he, so, 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 and Jesus, now I'm saying Jesus, right? When he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. So he came out of the water and it says, lo, the heavens were open unto him. And he saw, look, the spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. So now we got Jesus and we got the Holy Spirit, right? It says, look, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Who would that be? The father, right? So that's three people, right? All right, so now just, just, just to seal the deal, let's go to first, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let's go to first John 5. First John 5. You know, just, you know, I, we talk about this in our class called uh, why, why We Believe What We Believe. You know, so we talk about the confirming scriptures. And actually, it's in your book. I think I, you got all the notes to all those classes in your New Beginners Handbook. All right, so uh, uh, 5 and verse 7, I believe. Verse 7. It says, for there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word. John 1 says, the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the same was in the beginning with God. John 1, 14 said, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, the, uh, and we beheld him, the, beheld him the only begotten of the Father. Well, we, John 3, 16, who's the only begotten of the Father? Jesus, right? Right, so, the, so, so when it says the Word, it's indicating Jesus. So uh, three to bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. Look, and these three are one. All right, so now, okay, they won. Now, oh, okay, now, now y'all confusing me again. Yeah, but you're looking at Keith. I am a spirit, right? I have a soul, mind, will, emotions, intellect, and imagination, but I live in a body. But when you talk to me, you just say, hey, Keith. Keeping it real, when it was an advertisement for IBM, you look at IBM and you see the logo and you go, IBM the company. But then there's somebody that administrates everything at IBM, Right? But then there's people that make the computers. But when we look at the logo, we go IBM. We just see one company. As simple as 1 Corinthians uh, 12, we go over here real quick. 1 Corinthians 12. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 12 since we'll reference it later anyway. Or later in the teaching, even if we don't get to it today. All right, starting in verse 4 here. It says, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Look, there are diversities of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but the same God, which worketh all in all. So the operations come from God. The administration come from Jesus. And guess what? Everything is distributed by the Holy Spirit. So there, there's, your, there, there's your trinity and how the Holy Spirit is a part of the third person. The Holy Spirit is God. We just said it. The three are one. Along with the Father and the Son, he's not God all by himself. You see what I'm saying? He's a, he's, he, he is God along, just like uh, 
that's I'm Keith Bradley, that's Melanie Bradley, and my son is Mondale Bradley. We're all Bradley. We're just not Bradley by ourselves. <laughs> right? Does that make sense? Okay, good, good, good. Just 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 making sure uh, uh no, I'm going to skip that for right now. So the Holy Spirit desires to be in a close relationship with you. We read that in John 14, 26. He's a comforter. He's here to comfort us, to help us like Jesus was in a relationship. And then if you go to uh, John, go back to John 16 real quick. So we already know it's a per- the Holy Spirit is a person. The Bible says you can grieve the Holy Spirit. I'll give you the scripture later. But uh, John 16, 7. John 16, 7. John 16, 7. It says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. And this was Jesus was talking to the disciples. He says, he says, for if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And it says, and when he, when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin. Right? And of righteousness and of judgment of sin. Uh, I, wanted to get, I wanted to give you one something else. Oh, verse 13 says, how be it when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear that he shall speak and he will look, show you things to come. So he wants to be in fellowship with you to make sure you stay on track. Stay on track to fulfill the purpose and the plan and do it right. He's also helping you to navigate in the earth realm. See, what we did was we colonized the earth realm. See, look. We're bringing the kingdom of God into the earth realm. But anytime you colonize a place, they, they send ambassadors. And ambassadors, in other, in other words, when they colonized the Bahamas from England, they, I think it's England, right? Is it England? Yeah, they send an ambassador to show them how to operate, how everybody in England had been operating for thousands of years. When they got it down and they can actually, when they were functioning the same way they function in England, the ambassador leaves. You know, the, 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 the lead. So they, they, it's temporary government until you can take care of yourself. Like you see that a lot of times, United States take over a place and it's temporary. Yeah, they ain't staying. It's temporary because they're trying to teach them how to operate in a democratic society. A lot of them have been communist societies. So, so we're, we're actually, the Holy Spirit is showing us how to operate on earth as it is in heaven. Right? That's what, that's what the, so, so he's here to say, oh, no, you probably don't want to do that. Oh, no, 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 no. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Oh, no, 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 no. No, with men, that's impossible. Yeah, yeah. Not with God. With God, all things are possible. All right? See, 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 he's showing you that you, there's things you can do. Right? Hey, oh, hey, 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 hey. You could decree a thing, and it shall be established. See, he's just you in situations and he's kind of just trying to walk you through how you keep moving. How you don't look as a, a hurdle as a as a hindrance. Yeah, remember we did the message? He's a hurdle. You just you, you, like you look at it as an opportunity to fly. Right? Okay, all right. So you don't look at storms, as Pastor Mel was talking about. You don't look at storms. Uh you look at storms like eagles, not like sparrows. I was talking to somebody this week about that. You know, you know the difference, right? Sparrows run from storms. Eagles are excited with the anticipation of a storm because they know the wind from that storm is going to take them to another level. Same storm is how it's viewed. Holy Spirit, make sure you look at it like an eagle. All right? All right, good, good. All right, so the Holy Spirit has seven attributes, and if you look, uh, you look at John 14, 16 in the Amplified, it'll break down the Holy Spirit as a comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby. Right? He, he's there to help you out, right? See, you can never go wrong following the leading of the Holy Spirit because he'll, he'll always lead you in line with God's word. Whatever, when you get that unction, it's always right in line with God's word because what's frustrating our lives is we're making decisions that may be comfortable for us, may be convenient, may be based on circumstances, but it's not lining up with God's word. Right, so it's not, it's, it got, see, I was sharing this with somebody this week. When you make a decision and it's in line with God's word and you're trying to do God's will, sometimes we, we cloud it, we may miss it, but let's say that's your heart. Your heart is I'm going to do God's will. Guess what? Whatever happens along that road, God's responsible for it. 
So if you go through something, something breakdowns financially or, or there's some type of heartache, God's responsible for it. But guess what? John 14, 16. All right, so, so, <laughs> so, so uh, the amplified version. <laughs> it's that peripheral vision, you know, basketball version. All right, so God's responsible to cover it. So if you're going through something and you're trying to do God's will, your peace is, well, hey, God got to cover well, he's going through uh, a situation at the church. God sent us to Charlotte. He told us to start Air's Christmas Center Church. We had never been to Charlotte in our life. We're being obedient to God. We ended up with $800 in a bank account. Walked into this building, this very building, was stacking up the extra chairs for New Year's service. I left the house. I said, babe, we got $800 in the bank. Now, now the monthly budget at the time was $8,000 a month to pay everything. So I said, well, babe, it's not our church. It's God's church. That's on him. I'm going to stack up the chairs for New Year's. See, but let's say if my attitude was, oh my God, we only have $800. What are we going to do? The Bible says, be see, Holy Spirit, be careful for nothing. Fear not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Exodus 14, 13 and 14. Right? Be still and know that he's God and that he'll come through for you. Psalm 46, 10. Right? So, 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 so God told me that. See, this is my witness here. Now, I'm not saying it because I'm, I'm more faithful than nobody. I'm saying it because that's the only option. I didn't have $7,200. I didn't know where $7,200 was coming from. There's a bunch of people expecting to have church on Sunday. <laughs> right? Expect the rent to be paid, the air to be on, the lights to be working. Right? So, that's on him because I'm not out here to do my will. I'm out here to do the will of the Father. We walked, walked, walked to the church. There, in that door, there was a, a FedEx envelope with a check for $35,000. So, so why, did that, why did God do that? I responded saying, hey, that's his responsibility. So that's the key. If you're doing God's will, he got you covered. If you're not, uh, you're going to be looking over your shoulder. You're not going to be in confident. I guarantee you won't be still. Because you're not in God's will. I know that kind of rhymes a little bit, you know. <laughs> a little back in the day still in me, you know. It's a poet. All right, so, all right, so he'll lead us. He'll, lead, he'll always lead us in line with God's word. Let's look at 2 Timothy. Let's go over here. Holy Spirit will always lead us in line with God's word. I guess we'll be talking about this next week. Well, 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 hold, but, but we're going we're gonna to answer them qu some questions now. We're going to answer some questions about speaking in tongues, the gift of tongues. We're going we're gonna to cover some things, right? But, but we got to set the foundation because otherwise uh, it won't make sense, right? So 2 Timothy, 3, 2 Timothy 3, 16. Now look at this. The reason why he's guiding you in line with his word. All scripture is given by inspire, in spirit, Inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and instruction in righteousness. Jump over there to 2 Peter. 2 Peter. So I just read 2 Timothy 3.16, but 2 Peter. You know, I think the Bible, how I know who, how you know who wrote the Bible. So God who put this sun in the sky, who created your body to take pictures and, and place them in the cloud of your imagination. They say, you think iPhones and, and Macs started that. God started that. You take pictures and store them in a the cloud called your imagination all the time. That's being copied in the world. But think about the, the, the engineering. To, he designed your body. You get a cut. It heals itself. I broke, I don't broke everything out of injuries been on my left side. I broke my patella. They just put it back together. They, they, they. They didn't heal me. They put it together and it healed itself. I broke my arm. It was in the L when I was 13. They reset the arm, put a cast on it. You think there's some little men in there, you know, sewing my bones together? No, God designed your body to heal itself. Right? Do you know uh, flu shots is the flu? And what they do is they inject it in you because you know, your body is designed to attack it create antibodies so so this God who created our bodies to design this way 
is so helpless, he just let people change his word. He said, he was, he, he, look, he, that day, he was, he was uh, what's the teaching the victim? He's acting like a victim. They, they changing my word. Stop them. God? First of all, he doesn't have to. I'm going to tell you why. It's not like everybody running to read it. Yeah, I mean, think about it for a second. If everybody was trying to read it, I get your point. Maybe somebody would try to change it. But we Christians and struggle with reading the word because the flesh won't allow you. So why would they, why would they have to change? And, and, and then just the thing is, when we make those statements, have we exhaustively read it to prove that somebody changed it? I have. Over and over and over. Cover to cover to cover. See, so that, this is the thing. The scripture says it was given by the inspiration of God. Right? All right, all right. So look at this scripture. This will clear some things up, hopefully. Second Peter, what did I tell you? Second Peter, chapter one. Right? Chapter one, verse 20. It says, knowing this first. So if you're going to know anything, know this. That no prophecy of scripture is of private interpretation. Now, there's a difference between interpretation and translation. Again, that's understanding how to interpret the word, understanding the word of God class. Uh, discipleship class, the notes for that is in your uh, handbook. But so we talk about in that class, we talk about this difference between interpretation of translation. If I'm translating something, this various translating, I'm translating a core interpretation. So there's translation because people speak different languages in different countries and they have different levels of understanding. You know, people in the country of Newark speak different than the people in the country of Alabama. I'll just say, you know, but it's true. Stop. <laughs> All right. So, so you know, there's there's versions, message, and stuff like that. It has has a little more flavor to it. I ain't one dogging out Alabama. I think you from Alabama, ain't you? <laughs> Terrence left. I thought I could get away with it. All right. So, so but we're talking. I, I really was talking about like China and different places like that. There's different translations, right? But in, but there's no private, no change in interpretation. If you start to change try to change the Bible, that's when you bring a curse on yourself, okay? Right? Got some things in place. All right, so uh, for any private interpretation, in verse 21, for the prophecy came not in the old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by who? The Holy Ghost. So the reason why he's guiding you in line with his word is because he wrote it. He inspired it. Right? So, so that's why every time he guides you, see, it's one thing, you know, somebody wrote a book and he's a professor in your class and he wrote the book and you happen to get his class. Well, you don't, you don't struggle. He wrote the book. You're going to get information nobody else is getting because he wrote the book. Somebody trying to translate the book, break it down to you. They may give you stuff, but they didn't write it. He knew exactly what he meant when he wrote that stuff. Holy Spirit. Knows exactly what God is trying to tell you. Okay, all right. So because you're born again, you will know. Uh, you will know by the by the Holy Spirit uh, living inside you what to do in every situation of your life. So the Holy Spirit will let you know. Remember, He just said that He'll guide you in the old truth. He'll show you things to come. We read that in John, uh, John uh, sixteen thirteen. And the scripture says in Romans 8, 14, says they that are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. So, so, so again, as you operate in this life, what we've been missing, what's been causing frustration and what's been creating a funk in our life. When, when, when something go crazy, we don't have the Holy Spirit to tap into, to guide us, to lead us, because we haven't cultivated a relationship with the Holy Spirit. So, 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 so I'm telling you, every time somebody calls, every time I talk, speak for me, Holy Spirit. Because I don't know what to say. I'm just telling you right now. I don't know what to say. I, I get credit for a lot of stuff, but I, it ain't coming from me. And the Holy Spirit, and the reason why I trust the Holy Spirit, because he always comes up with some customized wisdom. Person come back, oh, my God. Ask my wife. Like, oh, my God, you told me such and such, and everything changed. And I'd be like, I did? I told you that? What day was it? What was the situation? <laughs> because it wasn't me. You know, you understand what I'm saying? It's the Holy Spirit. And, and the Holy Spirit is, Holy Spirit has all wisdom. 
So so this is the thing. A lot of us, um, okay, well, well, let me just say this. I have this note here. Just because someone is born again doesn't mean uh, he has all of the Holy Spirit. So so we, we'll probably have to because of our time. I don't want to be here all day. You know, I know people, Some a lot of people have been fasting, so I know they're rushing to go eat. Um, I'm not saying rushing to go eat is going to stop me from what we're supposed to talk about today. You know, I got to be obedient first, then you're released to go eat. But I won't be overly obedient, if that makes sense. Nah, that doesn't make sense. I won't be, diso- I won't be disobedient, whatever. Y'all know what I meant. All right, so uh, Jamal said we're here, we might as well get it. All right, so, so this is the key, like, so, so I have people that's grown up in, in certain traditions and religions, and, and they talk about, as I just said, these Catholic, Baptist, whatever, they talk about the Holy Spirit. So I go, what you trying to say? I was like, hey, 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 you need to be filled with the Spirit, man. You need to be baptized with the Spirit. Uh, I, don't, I already got the Holy Spirit. You know, like, a, what you trying to say? I'm missing something? You know, and that's sometimes not because people are tripping. It's just like it can come across that way. All these years you've been investing, and somebody say, oh, uh, they cheated you. You're missing something. And, and the thing is, they're not lying when they say they have the Holy Spirit. If they're born again or saved or our new birth class, uh, have experienced the new birth. Born again is what it would have said. Uh, Jesus said in John chapter 3, he says, you must be born again. And so, so, so uh, Nicodemus, uh, Nicodemus is like, born again? I could go back in my mother's womb? He said, no, 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 no. He said, you have to be born of the water. That's, you know, when you're born in the natural, you're born of water, right? And the water breaks, right? He said, and of the submerged in the spirit, born of the spirit, for you even to, to, to see, enter into the kingdom of God. But he said, he didn't say, think about being born again. He said, you're going to have to be born again because it's hard for you to even see what, what, what this life has for you. You're not experiencing the kingdom life that's, that Christ died for you, right? So, so, so you got to be born again. So what takes place is when we, uh, Romans 10, 9 and 10, we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe God raised him from the dead. We're attaching our faith to it. It says, the Bible says you shall be saved. That word saved is salvation. It's from the Greek word sozo. It's wholeness. Every aspect of your life covered, not just your finances, not just your health, your relationships, everything covered salvation that's, that's, that's full deliverance like, 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 remember some people got healed Jesus sent them away whole right so it says you shall be saved now, now what happens when you accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior by faith you, you call on the Holy Spirit who's what he's the ambassador he's the central figure here in this earth realm right and what he does is he taps it you just opened up your spirit because it's your house he can, they can't just force his way in You've opened up yourself. He comes in and regenerates, makes alive your dead spirit. Why was your spirit dead? Because the wages of sin is what? Right. So he makes alive. He regenerates it. So he indwells in you. So pretty much Baptist, uh, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I know quite a few and I've been to a few churches, but I don't know. The, I, I can't totally tell you this, but I assume Catholic, you know. All right. So what I'm saying is they have the indwelling. But that's not all. That's not the whole, that's not all the Holy Spirit. It's the infilling is what's missing. It's that indwelling coming up, filling you up with overflowing. It's power, which, 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 which okay, we'll, we, we may not get to all that today, but I just wanted to wet your whistle just a little bit, all right? All right, so, so uh, we can be religious, practic- practicing ritual and uh, tradition habitually. That's what religion is. Well, 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 you know, it's from the Greek word religio means fence. So when people say I'm religious, you're saying you're bound. <laughs> right? You're just, you're just practicing a ritual or tradition habitually, but your heart is not in a, re- in a relationship with God. Right? So, so, so people can be religious and, and yet not really born again, child of God. But when you are born again, the very same Bible that we're reading looks different, sounds different. The, the, the word enlightens, it comes alive. You see things like you never saw before. If you're not born again, if you're not uh, submerged in the spirit, you look at this like, he's just, like I used to, 
This is black and white words. Why y'all keep giving me this Bible? But that Holy Spirit will, will illuminate the word. And this is something the Holy Spirit is a gift to anybody that's a believer. It's not something we buy. Um, it's a gift. In, in Acts chapter 8, the sorcerer tried to buy it. He saw them operating in the Holy Spirit and, and praying for folk and people speaking in tongues and getting healed. He was like, because he was tricking folk. He's like, hey, how can I buy this gift? Peter said, man, you're in a, he said, he started breaking them down. Like, you're in a gall of bitterness. And yeah, he's just, he was like, you can't buy the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's not something you possess with a purchase. It's something you have to open your heart. You have to float to receive. Right? You have to float. Y'all remember the whole floating? Right. And so, 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 let's go to Acts 2. I'm going I'm to I'm wind down. We're going to get into the activities of the Holy Spirit uh, next week. And we'll get into, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'll do it next week. I don't know what God be. He might change it up. Might be doing it Wednesday or something. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, we'll be doing it next week too. But I don't know. Might change Wednesday sermon. But what did I tell you to go? Acts? Because, again, we're going to talk about back to the basics on Wednesdays. And, 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 and what we're going to do is we're going to hit a lot of truth. So we're going disc- to hit what God says. I'm not going to put you down. I'm not going to dog you out. I'm not going to – which is just – throw sarcasm balls at you, but I'm going to give you what the word says. From that point on, now make your choice. Now you can make your choice. Okay, well, that's the word says, so what? Too bad, so sad, I don't believe it. But you won't, now if you really want to know, you'll be here. Because we're living off of conjecture, uh, cliches, we're living off of hymns. You know, some of these churches, we, we've gone, people was teaching hymns, but since we ain't know the scripture, we was like, that's sweet. We're living off of, uh, uh, God won't put on you more than you can bear. That's not even in the Bible. So we're going to hit the truth. You know, we're going uh, to hit the truth. And, and, and listen, listen, I'm, I'm, I know it, I, could, I could be tempted to scare you away from what, the, the service, but, but, but we should want to know the truth. That's what frees us, right? So we're going we're gonna to clear up the music question. We're going to clear up the music, the, the music question, the wine question, the alcohol question, the sex question, we, all the questions. But, but, just, but we're going to have, this is what God says. Now you can make your choice from there. Because suppose these things that you've been ignoring or ignorant to are the very things that's been the weights keeping you from fulfillment. Wouldn't you want to know at least? Because hopelessness is I've done everything. Hopefulness is, I didn't consider that. <laughs> yeah, you, something cause happens to you, right? You go, whoa, man, I wish I had so why didn't nobody tell me that? So I'm going, hey, listen, it's my responsibility to tell you. It's your responsibility to choose, right? All right, so uh, I told you to go to Acts 2, right? Uh, then, P, uh, okay, so uh, here you go. Uh, verse 38, I'm sorry. It says, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Right? And you, look, look, repent and be baptized. So, so you know, basically, accept, uh, experience the new birth, be baptized. He says, and, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Right? For the promises unto you and unto your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord God shall call. And so, so it's something, um, all right, well, okay, let's just keep reading. It says, and with many other words, did he testify and exhort saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. It says, then they, that, that gladly received his word, everything he said about repent and receive the gift. It says, were baptized in the same day they were added unto them about 3000 souls. Right? So, as, you, as we'll read through, we'll read through Acts chapter 19 when they, where a lot of guys was living for God and, they, and the disciples were up to them and said, have you uh, been baptized with the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they was like, we didn't know there was any other baptism besides John baptism because that's what I would have said. He says, oh, no, 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 no. You need to be infilled. Then they lay hands on them and they start getting filled and they start speaking in an unknown tongue, right? 
Yeah, and we'll get into because you know got people uh, unknown tongues. This yeah, I, I know some people tell me it's of the devil, and I was kicking it in clubs. What nobody speaking in tongues? I, mean, I was in some some we could say devilish places. Well, nobody speaking in tongues. So if that's of the devil, somebody didn't train them, <laughs> right? Then 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 it's uh, 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 tongues. You're not supposed to speak in tongues in church unless there's an interpreter. Well, we're going to go through the scriptures there because that's the gift of tongues. You'll see the difference between the gift of tongues or, or gift and interpretation, which is called prophecy, and unknown tongues. That's the devotional language where you're praying unto God. One is speaking to God, one is speaking to man. When you're speaking to man, there needs to be an interpreter. When you're speaking unto God, you may be in a congregation. We could be, uh, like we said, worshiping, glorifying God, uh, praying in, in an unknown tongue, just, just connecting to God. And all of us. But first of all, if I'm praying to God, just like regular words, I'm praying to God, I'm not thinking about Stella. I know Stella ain't thinking about me. Y'all already know that, right? <laughs> she gone, she gone, right? So that's different. I'm connecting to God, right? And there's a scripture that says, uh, I would rather speak in, in, uh, in, in English uh, or by prophecy than, than to speak in an unknown tongue in the church. What he was saying is, if I'm going to edify somebody, build you up, then of course I, I, I would rather prophesy and have an interpreter. But if I'm trying to build up my faith, oh, I'm going to speak in I'm going to speak in tongues left and right. And so we're going to we're going to we're going to get a full understanding. So we because we we haven't been walking in full power. And scripture says you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost will come upon you and you'll be a witness unto me in Judea, Judea Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. We're not witnessing to people as, as strong as we could. We're afraid to talk to certain people. You know why? Because we're in our head not connecting to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit knows exactly what to say. All he needs you to do is to engage. But if you haven't had a relationship, you're not dependent on the Holy Spirit. You're dependent on you. They probably don't want to hear this. This is going to be weak. This is going to be, ah, I don't know. They don't look like they want me to talk about Jesus. Well, they're well off. They probably don't think they need him. But the Holy Spirit will have you minister to every level of person. You see what I'm saying? So, so that's power. He wants you to, us to operate. He'll have you say something to the person. Like, How, who told you that? How would you even know that? <coughs> like, 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 explain to me where you got that. No one knows that. That'll draw them in, right? They'll follow you right into the house, right? And so, so, so we got to start operating in our power because too many circumstances are getting too much weight in our lives. The debt, the jobs, the people on the job. <laughs> hey, slip them in there, right? Right? People at school, the, the, all these things when the Holy Spirit has afforded you everything that you need to have the intellect you need, the wisdom you need, the peace you need, the power you need, actually to, to, to exact some change from the people around you. You know why? Uh, I'll give you this, and I'm, we'll talk about it next week. Romans 8, 26. He, the Holy Spirit will have you praying a perfect prayer. Because sometimes you'll get in your head. Holy Spirit will have you praying for something that you've never experienced in your life. You have no qualifications and no right to even have. But if you do that in the English, you're going, you, that can't be God. There's no way. I can't do that. You'll start to doubt it. But the Holy Spirit, since you, you don't know what you're saying, Holy Spirit be communicating a perfect prayer to set you up for that acquisition, for that position, right, that you wouldn't even have tried. That job that you're not even qualified for. I was talking about a uh, guy talk, I think. All these jobs that I had, man, I ain't had no qualifications. I just went in and learned the job. And after a while, you would think that, that, that's something I went to school for or something. But, but not because I'm sweet. Holy Spirit be showing me how to do stuff. We started a video. We started the church. Holy Spirit showed me how to do video. Took two weeks for me to yield to him. I never, I never did video. I didn't, know, I didn't go to school for that. that I, I trained you, right, Marcus? Holy Spirit trained you. But I'm saying, like, but... I never, graphics, I do, the gra I do graphics. I, I never did that before. I'm, I'm, art, yes. I mean, I, I have creative, I drew and stuff like that, but I've never did graphics. Holy Spirit be showing me stuff. I see it before I see it. Jamal, that's what it is. So, so there's people that are technical, but I see stuff. 
You know how I see it? The Holy Spirit showing me. Imagine how you can advance in what you're doing and you got the Holy Spirit. You, got, you, you have wisdom beyond anybody's years because you have the Holy Spirit. How's that conference going to be then? Because you won't be speaking. It'll be the Holy Spirit. He'll know what everybody in the room needs. Ah, oh, that's not possible. How, how's the Holy Spirit going to speak everybody's language? Well, he did it on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2. And the people came from all over. He's like, hey, man, they're glorifying God in our language. They're not from our city. Holy Spirit was speaking everybody's language. I don't, I don't believe that. That's not possible. They do it in the United Nations. You go there, you speak. Everybody has a headset. They hear what's being talked about in their language. We have the Holy Spirit to, under, to, to be able to communicate everybody's language. He knows how to talk to everybody. The anger, the angered person, selfish person, the hard person, stubborn person, the arrogant person, selfish person, the fearful person. Stand on your feet. 